Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on my Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March, and I am here today with Ms. Elizabeth Reese. Oh my gosh, where have you been where all my have life? Where you been? <laughs> I got a wonderful um, email or text message from Stephanie Hansen earlier in the summer, and she was like, here's the days that here's we'd love to have you. And I was like, I can do one. This is ah! horrendous. I don't know how it happened. Normally, I'm your summer girl, and you I am, are. it's my favorite fill-in position. It's just been busy. It's been just kind of one of those summers where everything lined up. So I've been so looking forward to today. <laughs> you texted me earlier in the week, and you said, you're on the, still you're in? On the list for today. Are you still in? And I was like, heck, heck yes. <laughs> and yes. that you're sitting here in the studio with me is so fantastic, because sometimes we do it by phone, which is great too. Yeah. But no, this is just great. This is much better. This is so much I'm better. I'm really happy to see you and get to spend some time Yay! with you. Are you getting excited? I mean, we're going to talk garden. We're going to talk about the fair. It's harvest season. There's so much going on. It's kind of exciting time right now. We're transitioning from, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's, here's my weather report. It's going to be stinking hot today, apparently. So hot. And I'm so terrified for the first day of the fair. It, I, I saw Did you 99 see the degrees. Yeah. And I start sweating when I think about it. And I always say this about the fair. And this will be, this is, I think this is going to be my 15th fair. Yeah. I missed one when I was on maternity leave once, right. although I did go one day. But I um, I think I could do the fair. I could do shows at the fair for a month if it was 65 degrees. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, let's do this for a month. Let's Texas this yes, fair. Let's, let's Texas do it. it. Let's just do it. But if it's 99 degrees, I think Not I can't even degrees. get through a half an hour. I have like a real Nordic body type. Me too. <laughs> Me too. No, I'm in the same boat. I am like, I was saying, I was talking about it with a weather person, friend of mine, and and I said, do you remember when uh, Kemp's used to have like the freezer trailer out at the little little farmhands thing? I would go and sit in the freezer trailer yeah. when it was that hot. Yeah. It was crazy hot. We do have a little air-conditioned pocket, you know, in the back of the, of the KSTP building. Sorry, folks, it's for staff only, but it is, um, it's like a saving it grace. Is, it is, it is. And the MyTalk, you know, booth up, you know, There's is AC also in there. a sweet little, like, Heidi place. <laughs> I know, but it is hot, and I and I know that that's you know we're gonna be you know creeping about the cold soon enough, so you got to kind of take it as it comes. I know, but just because you complain about the cold doesn't mean you're not allowed to complain about the hot. You are <laughs> kind allowed. Of is. In, I think I, <laughs> I think this is both. what I believe when it comes to weather and politics. You can complain about the extremes all you want. All you want, right? You're right. <laughs> you can be out. That's very very true. That's gonna be. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. I think that is a good t-shirt. Do you like it? Yeah. I just came up with it just now. Oh my god, you um, inspire me. Okay, just so you know, there is a weekly dish t-shirt at the fair this year. Oh my god, I know. I know. Oh, I want to see it. I can't. We're not. We're not saying it yet. Shoot. But it's there. It's going to be there unless we did say it. I can't remember. Oh, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fun. So That's we're going to be ready. Exciting. We're going to talk a little bit more about what we do to get ready for the fair. But first, I want to talk about God. You've had some stuff. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. In the old Minneapolis. Yeah. I wrote on my Instagram that Minneapolis and I are going through a rough patch. You are. Um, and I'm not the only and one. You're not the only one. No. So the, actually, how this really relates to the weekly dish, and I'm glad we get to talk about this, is um, the Dripping Root is a juice bar on Minnehaha, and um, Katisha Pearson is the owner. She's she's fantastic. She's such a joy, and her mom is always in there. And so I I go there. I mean, I guess probably not as much as I should if I want to always patronize a business, but I go there as much as I can, yeah. and I do I do really love it. She has great juices. She has like smoothie bowls. She has all those kinds of things. And it's just like a happy place. Yeah. Here. Like, well, the, that's her. She says, like, if you're, you, you juice better, you have more greens and all good stuff healthy, you vibe better. Like, that's her whole vibe. And she really wanted to redefine what wellness looked like. Yes. You know, I think we can all kind of 
think about our Instagram feeds and who the ideal well person sort of looks like. And that doesn't really apply to most of us. Yeah. And so um, I so I love what she's doing there. So I've I love to stop by and get a juice. And she had um, another burglary. I mean, I think this is number three or number four. I think it is. She was burglarized for sure. Right when she opened, people smashed into the actual yeah. location. And then um, and she opened post pandemic. I mean, she did a whole bunch of crowdfunding. Yeah. So she was burglarized, and essentially what happened is a, a, a U-Haul key was stolen out of her car when her car was broken into. Mm-hmm. The U-Haul contained all of this product that was prepped for a big event that they were going to go do. Right. And so then she stuck with perishable product. She couldn't get to the event on time, and so uh, she missed the event. And then she had to open the doors and just work seven days a week to try to sell all the of this product, stuff yeah. so that she wasn't losing out on all the money. And it's not like she sells canned soup. Right. She sells fresh-pressed <laughs> juices, so yeah. you have to like use it yeah. fast. Got to go. So I went over there. Um, she posted about it, and then KSTP did a great story. And um, I think, uh, you know, I work for KSTP, full disclosure, but I also know what they're covering and... To anybody who says that like the media doesn't cover crime in Minneapolis, KSDP is doing stories on it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they covered this, and so then I went in there on Friday, and she was so busy. But like I got in there right at you know when you get to a place right at the and you're the first in line, and then you see like seven people show up right behind you, yes. and you think, yes, I totally won this. Okay, line. I totally won this line. <laughs> I totally I gamified this and I won. So I picked up a couple of juices and then went on my way. And this was all on the wake of um of our house getting broken into. So our home in Minneapolis was broken into um, a couple of weeks ago. We were the fifth house in our neighborhood to get broken into. And so it's really been, you know, it's just been a lot. It's been a big conversation about what do we do? And then, um, you know, I hear from people who say like, I don't want to go downtown. I don't want to go to Minneapolis. And there's so many amazing things happening in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that the interactions in Minneapolis and St. Paul are the positive way outweighs the negative. Yes. But I understand how the negative, I understand this firsthand, how that one negative experience can really negate a whole lot of the positive and take up a lot of mental space. So Marjorie Punnett and I have a podcast called Best to the Nest that you can get through my talk 1071. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. And we talked about, um, if I talk about it too much stuff, I'll break down in tears, but on the podcast, you can listen to it. And I, I will say that it was probably I had to sit on this episode for two weeks Did you and really? re-listen to it before I was okay putting it out, putting it out there into the world. Wow, because wow. it was that it's that personal, that vulnerable, yeah, that raw. Because it is. It's a, that topic is not. I mean, it's not. It's just a tough one. It's difficult, but it, perception matters. And so, if people think that it's not safe to go to Minneapolis, then they're not going to go to Minneapolis. And then, right. if they aren't patronizing the businesses and the restaurants and the amazing things that are opening, I mean, we're talking about restaurants opening up all over the place in yeah. Minneapolis today. Yeah, um, then they can't make it. And right. So that perception matters. And I've I've really appreciated people from the suburbs reaching out and Good. saying, um, you know, that they that they understand that if if Minneapolis isn't healthy. The rest of us aren't healthy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It is literally the beating heart of the community. And whether you want to live there or not, you yeah. don't have to live there. It's not right there. for everybody. I totally right. get it. The taxes are very high. I, it doesn't feel great. But yeah. like <laughs> you can't, you know, if if we don't have a strong, those metropolitan, those yep. big city, the capital city, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we it it is a trickle out effect to everybody else. So. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing from people say, like, I'm invested in this, too, really has felt great. Yeah, I've always thought that it was interesting whenever, you know, 
I, whenever there's, whenever you criticize something in the city or something and you're not, you don't actually live in the city. When I was living out in Orono and I would get people to be like, well, you don't even live there. I'm like, but I work there. Right. I report about it. I celebrate it. Everything about the city is also mine. Mm-hmm. Like it is part of my life and my lifestyle. So then, yeah, I mean, I'm not voting on your leaders. I don't have a say in that way, but I have a say in like, I would being, love it if you did. I think you'd make great choices. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to be a part of it. I think we're all a part of that community. I wish there was a way to do that too, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's plenty, and there's plenty of things that I would love to change about, you know, the government and the way that they handle restaurants, of course. You know, I have very, I have vast opinions about that. And, and I don't live, I live in St. Louis Park, but you know what I mean? It's not that much different. No, it's not. So, and it impacts everybody. Yeah. Whether you live there, whether you live there or not. I just, I appreciate people who like acknowledge that and understand that versus that idea of just let it go and move to the suburbs. Yeah. Cause that's, and maybe I will move to the suburbs. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm not guaranteeing anything, right. but well, and maybe I, you would have anyway, like right. you never, I mean like that's just, no one can tell the future. We I'm always know. in a fight with Minneapolis cause they won't let me have a goat. You all know that it gets me all <laughs> revved up. Nobody's allowing my Nigerian dwarf goat dreams to come, come true. On, I did people. have the mayor on the phone the other day too. And I didn't even tackle that topic. Get on that. Dang it. Get on that. All right, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we are going to talk about the harvest and the garden, what's going on. But first, I did want to let you know there is a Facebook question up that I'm about to hit push on it. And it's just this if I gave you guys a million dollars, but you had to start a food business, what would it be? Ooh. I know. That's a good (gasps) thought one. Think it through and then post it up. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk 1071. Hey, parents, hang in there. Summer days are almost over. One last water balloon battle, princess pool party, ice cream scooping, and watermelon slicing till your arms fall off before school finally begins. Don't give up. Join the YMCA. Our classes and equipment will give you the stamina to crush this final push of summer like ice for homemade snow cones, which you made for an entire slumber party. But soon enough, you will be victorious. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today on this sultry, sort of... Sultry? Sultry Saturday. Saturday. We're looking for some alliteration there, my writing friend. You were just doing it. I have like, yeah, I have Saturday morning brain, which doesn't work so well. (laughs) (laughs) Especially after a night of things. Anyway, which we'll get to in a minute. I want to hear everything. Second thing, but first we got to talk about the harvest season because... It is crazy harvest time, and I'm dying to hear this update on the the garden. The garden is so good. The tomatoes are so good this year. And, you know, sometimes we have great tomato years, and sometimes we don't. I think um, a couple of things that I've really learned this summer, um, I have not been lazy about consistent watering, which is great. Great. So figuring out a way that you can really be consistent about watering. I have been lazy in the past, and I should say lazy. Guys, I don't know. I've had three kids, so it's always like I think it's just prioritized differently. Yeah, but when you can keep things consistently watered, you will have such a better situation. And then I very much have shifted into intensive planting. Okay, what's that? So that means that you just plant a heck of a lot more than the seed things tell you you can plant. Oh. And I follow this woman on Instagram. I talk about her. It's Gardenary Co. So okay. we can maybe put that in yep. the show notes. I can yep. put it in the notes for you, stuff. But she is like my gardening inspiration. And I think she's in Houston now. She was in Chicago. But she... um she does these kitchen gardens and right. it's so inspiring. And the whole idea of a kitchen garden is that you would actually have it close to your house and that yeah. it's all focused on 
a, a, like a continual um, harvest of food to eat all the time. Yeah. And she says, really plant a heck of a lot more in there than you think that you need to. Instead of going like if you had a, if you had a rectangle bed, imagine going tomato, 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 right? Which is yeah. what a lot of us would think about doing, like doing a line of tomatoes. She says to really look at it in terms of borders. So border the outside edge, then go in, then go up. Oh, on the inside. And then you can get so much more out of your raised beds. You will have healthier plants because they're all giving different things to the soil and taking different things from the soil. And then you'll also have way fewer weeds because there's just no room for them to grow because there's so many plants that you want there. Whoa. Life changing. And that works for you. I mean, like you, what have you, my harvest has been so good. My tomatoes are amazing. Um, I did get the hailstorm a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> really crushed my zucchini plant, really? which just happened to be like, I don't know if it was just in the way, but when it, it shredded the big leaves. Yeah. So I think my zucchini is done. Yeah. And then I had a one really big, beautiful long squash vine kind of going along the back of the yard. Yeah. And it got cut to shreds and oh. it was, had all these flowers on it. Oh, but darn it. my butternut squash is looking really great. Good. All of the cucumbers are wonderful. Peppers have been really good. Um, the herbs are just like gangbusters. Gangbusters. I have lemon thyme. Almost <gasps> looks like like an afro. It's just like so big and it. so wonderfully, you know, just like full. And I just, it's just gorgeous. Like so much lemon thyme, so much shiso leaf, so much. You know, the basil just kind of ke- keeps coming. My basil keeps coming. It too. keeps coming. I keep like slicing it down. I, I keep know. like getting it shorn and then it just keeps coming yeah and the other thing i did a lot of this year is multiple plants of the same plant in different places oh so i did like instead of one or two basils i did six and i bought smaller ones and i put them all over the garden and that's been really fun because then it's not they're kind of tucked everywhere and it's been fun to see what does better certain places so on the east side of one of my beds, I did some parsley. And then on the west side, I did some parsley. And the east side has totally gone to flower yeah. and like is spindly. Yeah. And the west side one is awesome. Weird. Still. So it's kind of fun to play kind around little, with it. It is. It's like a little bit compare. of you're getting data. Yeah. <laughs> I did a bunch of medicinal plants um, this year, too. So I went to this farm in Amory, Wisconsin called Red Clover. Mm-hmm. And she makes all of these incredible tinctures out of medicinal plants. I'm not talking like pot, you guys. I'm just talking about like... (laughs) That's not a euphemism? I'm talking about like healing things. Right. And um, and then I bought some plants from her. Like I bought lemon balm and calendula. And so I'm I'm starting to kind of dip my toe into... I bought like all these Tulsi things. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Right, right. I was saying that last week. I was kind of talking about like, I have all this lemon balm and I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with it. Making a tea is really great. Yeah. And I mean, I was just going to put it into some like... You know, maybe into some olive oil just to get some lemon olive oil flavoring. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Idea. Just and you just steep it and then you pull it. Like it's not. You the know. other thing is, it's so good in like skincare stuff too, and that's like yes. the big thing about calendula. That's so amazing is that you can dry the flowers and then you can infuse the flowers into oil, and yeah. then you can make it into like a salve or all these different things. So I don't know, guys. I'm going full witch doctor mode. But I know. I'm, just do it. Just I'm why just not? Easing. Just in. witch. It's just full witch. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's just witch. We are witchy. And we are actually, uh, a certain set of us like to call each other the food witches. Oh. Because we tend to say, we call up whenever there's a thing and we're like, okay, I need a food witch. I need someone to tell me, like, what's going on with this, this, and this? What do I need to be eating? What do I, you know, like, I'm having a thing with this. And then, and then you know, certain, like, people say, like, oh, here, you, actually, if you're doing this, you balance it out. It's food witchy. Oh, I got to get on this text chain. Yeah, you do. 
for sure. Add me in, even though I know I'm like only a supporting cast member in your, <laughs> in your um, sitcom, but I'm fine being supporting. It's good. It's so good. Wait, so, okay, so are you, and this is a question I have for this part of the season. So in your mm-hmm. garden, are you, you're moving past like some stuff and you're moving into the rest of it? Do yeah. you get, do you get sick of like what you've been already like, do you get tired of like the, uh, the early season veg and everything i mean it's kind of done i will say my arugula has been going all year so great and i'm never there's just certain things i'm never sick of like i always want tomatoes i always want arugula i get kind of sick of like beans yeah but i grow a lot of um beans that you can like that i'm not eating fresh that i'm waiting for the pods to dry and then i'm gonna and then i they're dried beans yeah so then i can so then you're just dried beans anytime in the year and i find that to be really delightful like if you've I've, I, I didn't grow them this year i grew these cranberry beans but um the orca beans are so fun to grow they sell them there's a woman i haven't been to the mill city farmers market in a little while but there was a woman there who always sold them that they look they're black and white like little orca whales oh and they're called orca beans they have another name too yeah um but they're so beautiful and so it's is it silly stuff that i think about like what <laughs> things can i grow that'll look pretty in a jar that in my I- pantry am i a psycho <laughs> And you're like, where? Where is my Pinterest moment in the spring? I'm here for but this. you're also eating them, so oh yeah, you it's know. amazing. And there's, how do you dry beans? Do you just like they dry in the pods? They just dry in the pods, yeah. and then you just like put them in a jar. That's and it. it's so fun. They shake, and so then yeah. you t- then you remove them from the pods. So you, I don't know, depod, depod, whatever one you're doing. You're, right. you're getting the seeds out. So that's essentially what they are. I mean, if you plant the bean, if you plant a dried bean. I'm not sure about like a commercial one. Right, right. They will grow. That's the seed. That's the seed. And so you're eating them. (laughs) It's great. That's really funny. I don't think I've the only ever, I never planted beans. The only thing I've ever planted in bean wise, I think I did like snap peas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or I love to do those purple pole beans. Those are really fun because um, I did those this year again too. I wish I would have done more, but. The purple pole beans are so fun because when you cook them, they turn green. So it's like the most amazing thing for kids or grandkids. It's wild. And even when you're 42, you're like, wow. That's so cool. Did you have any failures? Was there anything that didn't make it this Um, year besides? My my snap peas were a total fail. The chipmunks ate all of them. And I'm on it. I I stare at these chipmunks and gosh darn it, they're cute, but they're so destructive. So um, I've got a major chipmunk situation. And they ate them all. Oh. So that was a big fail. And then, like I said, my zucchini that just got that slaughtered. Just got slaughtered. Um, I lost, like, I did not, the cucamelons that I was so excited about. Did, I've done those. Did not go. You know, I have done those in the past. And then they're so fun to look at, but I don't really love eating them. See, I love eating them. Like, I like putting them in, like, a little, well, I like putting them in the cocktail. They're fun in a cocktail. But I, they just didn't, they didn't do anything. They started to climb up and then they just were like. They just gave up. They gave up on me. This is the joy of gardening, guys. You never know what you're going to get. It teaches you so many valuable lessons. I know. It is like life. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back. We want to talk a little bit about uh, opening restaurant, what that means, and maybe what's happening. People are burning out. This is interesting stuff. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Introducing Old Dutch's two newest flavors, Dutch Crunch Garden Herb and Everything Bagel Popcorn. Garden Herb Kettle Chips are seasoned with a flavorful medley of fresh herbs and spices to make any occasion worth reminiscing about. Premium Everything Bagel Popcorn is another new must-try. 
flavored with a delicious blend of sesame seeds, poppy seeds, dried onion, and garlic that's sure to be one of your new favorites. Stop by your local grocery or convenience store to pick up your favorite local snacks. Old Dutch Foods. Quality lives here. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, I'm so glad to have Elizabeth Reese here with me today. I love being with you. So good. So fun. Um, all right. I wanted to talk a little bit about, there's obviously a lot of restaurant news and things are kind of popping and happening um, around town. And I was at uh, a restaurant opening or a preview last night at Porzana, which is... I'm so excited about this. I know. Did you see the pictures? I did see photos. Yeah. My friend Patty Cake Wagner, she was there yeah. and um, and I saw all sorts of people. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's just like, yeah, he was. they were doing trading parties. Yeah. Last or Thursday, and then last night, and I think they still have one more round tonight. Um, but it was, uh, it was, I will say this: like opening a restaurant and doing the preview kind of thing, like doing the training party stuff. The reason that you know that it's people come is just like it's almost like you're playing restaurant, yeah. so that you can like try things out and test it. It's and like Restaurant Wars on Top Chef. It is one hundred percent. And so, what's funny is last night was exactly the reason that happened. And I'm not. I just think it's funny because we were. I had a seven o'clock reservation. We sat down, you know, ended up talking to like a million people Mm -hmm. because they're all your friends, you know, and you're seeing everybody and you're saying, hey, Um, we got our first round. We got like salads. We got some interesting little snacky bites. But the whole point of this place is it's a steak place. And so very, very excited about the fact that there's like uh, picanha, the Argentinian beef, you know, there's like a Wagyu cut. There's a couple of things. There's just some really great steaks on there. Grass fed prime. Yes. Grass-fed prime, which is not easy to find. So this is Daniel Del Prado's restaurant, Porzana. It's is it in the North Loop? It is in the. It's the old Bachelor Farmer space. Oh, that's right. That's right. So Why did I not know. So we're that? waiting for like you know. So then, and also knowing that I we ordered enough beef to like you know take down a herd almost. <laughs> I think I was sort of like watching my. I didn't want to fill up on like pastas and salads and everything else. So I just sort of was like just taking my bites. Measuring my moments of like this is really good, this is really good, but You're I kind of was, was holding on. Oh, <laughs> that no. turned out to be a mistake <gasps> because unfortunately something happened in the kitchen. There was some sort of a thing. All of a sudden the fire alarms are going off. Oh no! And it's like whoa, whoa and it's just like wah, wah. It's very loud. It's very loud and it's flashing and it's bright and all of a sudden like the fire guys sh- show up. And, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed up. And it was a whole thing. There was just a little fire in the kitchen. Just not a big deal. And it's okay. Because that's like, that's the thing is like, everyone is just kind of like laughing and looking around at each other. And we're all just like, you know, is what it is. <laughs> Nobody was in jeopardy. Nobody was in trouble. So we were all just kind of laughing. But I, I cannot tell you how many times that's actually happened to me in a restaurant setting during an opening before. Like so, so many times. Yeah. That's crazy. So in the end, though, we didn't even get the steaks. So no steaks. No steaks for me. <laughs> Did other people get steaks, do you think? Well, earlier they did. Okay. Earlier they did. There was people eating steaks earlier. And so I just, we just, I just didn't get it. But like, and that's okay. I'll go back another day. But here's like, this is what's great about, you know, I mean, and Danny and and his crew and, you know, Bill Somerville and and Paul Hennessy and all those guys, you know, they basically, we all went down to the floor room, which is now what Marvel Bar was. Mm -hmm. um, And we... Kind of, uh, they ordered everybody pizza luce. <laughs> no way. Yes. So they're like, we're so sorry. And everyone was just like, we're all like, it's fine. I felt bad for the cooks. I was like, I had almost said like, can I order them pizza? You know, I felt bad for them. And then he was like, no, no, we're ordering pizza for everybody. And we were like, this is, that's the move. 
That's like that's hilarious. hospitality, right? Yeah. Like not to say like everyone has to leave. We're sorry, but whatever. It's like, let's go downstairs. Let's pop some. They poured bubbles for everybody. They poured really great champagne around the room while the fire alarm was going on. Crazy. It was insane. But it was really good. And it's a reminder about that kind of a thing. Like, you know, opening a restaurant and doing all this stuff is not easy. No. It's not easy at all. No, it's not. It's exhausting. It is. That's such a good story. <clears throat> and I think it's a reminder to give people some grace. Yeah. Okay, this is very exciting about the steak, though. I, like, wonder from you, when you think about the top steak places, I'm putting you on the spot mm-hmm. a little bit, but the top steak places, like, this is clearly going to be one of them. Yeah. Once you go. Well, I think we all miss birch steak, too. I miss birch. I <laughs> loved birch. I we think, would go there all the time. Yeah, and I think that birch, what was great about birch, too, was that it, it sort of redefined steakhouse. Like, here's my gig. I love me some Manny's. You know what I mean? I love me a Manny's steakhouse moment. I was just there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm just, I love both corn-fed and crust-fed beef. I'm not, Yeah. I, I kind of love them both. And it's, it, Manny's is packed all the time. Like, last time, the time I was there was on a, I think we went on sure. a Tuesday. Right. And it was jammed. Yeah, I, I can't, I think I was there last winter. That's the last time I was there. And I remember sitting and sharing a ribeye with yeah. my friend Eric and just having like the biggest martini that you can think of. The martinis are so big. You really can only have one. You cannot have well, more I than one. I was with a friend who had more than one and paid <laughs> you the price. Got to because Uber you out cannot of have. No. You can, they're, they're like nine ounces. Yeah, no. I mean, and, it, and there's like a meniscus. Like they fly, it overflows almost. Wild. Yeah. But that their beef is spectacular to me and they get it from one source. You know what I mean? Like there's one guy who gets their beef and. Who does their beef? And I don't think that guy does anybody else's beef in town. Mm, so it's okay. very specific and singular. Yep. Um, but then there's other places too. But the whole steakhouse vibe is a thing that like that sort of clubby jackets, you know, big steak, center of the plate, you know. And a big price tag. Yeah. But it's also, I, I guess I like that. I'm definitely here for that. But I'm also ready for something that's not as clubby and sort of. So that's what Porzana is going to be a steak place. Kind of long lines that Birch was. Right. Which is like a little bit softer of a design, a little bit like thoughtful, more thoughtful in the fact of like there's a whole huge menu of like pastas and seafood and dishes that are not just like a giant slab of asparagus that goes with your beef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. No, I like that. Like, I think that's great. And what Birch did so well too was have the pizzas downstairs, which was fun. Yeah. Because then it's just nice to be able, I think it's, you can diversify who can patronize your place. When you're not, when not everything is about like a thousand dollar meal. I right. mean, you know, you, and Manny's isn't a thousand, but no. it can be. Oh my God. It could be. If you're there with four people. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, no there question. are $50 steaks. You know what I mean? Like minimum, there's $75 steaks now. Yeah, that's true. There's hundred dollar steaks. I mean, like, that's the funny part is we don't even, it's like the things that we used to think. I remember thinking that a $30 entree was insane. Egregious. <laughs> I would never pay for a plate of food that was more than $30. I was the same. I was like, no plate of yeah. food is worth more than $30. And right. now I'm like, well, if it's 36, well, know, that looks pretty look good. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I have the same thing. But I do think that there's, um, I do think that there's, it's just, I was the, I was thinking about it because I was thinking about, obviously, Del Prado has opened a lot of restaurants and mm-hmm. he's been sort of like that push, push, push. And we all kind of worry that there's going to be a point, a tipping point in, as far as like, is, are you going to get spread too thin? That's like the question that we always worry about. And I think that it's because I think I've been seeing more often now the real burnout that has happened mm-hmm. from restaurants, from the carryover of the pandemic. If you think about it, we are only three years off. Right. I mean, it's astounding to think what's happened in the last three years. Well, and we're not even because it lasted two. I know. 
Yeah. So it's it, it is. You're right. I, I was I discussing that a little bit with Thomas Bamer, who was on Twin Cities Live recently. We yeah. were having a little chat in the break about that and about, um, you know, I was just saying that I like missed Corner Table and I loved it. And he was just kind of waxing poetically as he does because he articulates things so beautifully about that concept that if you own a restaurant you have to be in the restaurant yeah and you have to be there in order for it to maintain the integrity of what you want it to be if that's your goal you know there's certainly there's like pizza luce which is yeah. a different goal which yeah. is I eat pizza luce like twice a month it's fabulous yeah but you are what what comes along with that and that pressure and that stress and then being okay with certain seasons in certain parts of your life and being okay with seeing that ebb and flow that a restaurant might be this chef's baby for a while. And then it's time for it to grow up and go off to college and you want to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, and, and when we're talking about like Ann Kim and right. Suki and Mimi and her deciding to close Suki and Mimi and then come bring it back as Kim's. To me, I can't wait to have her on the show and to talk about it because I I really want her to dig a little bit deeper into it because the truth of it is, is that there comes a time where you just say, I want to do, you know, like I'm done trying to make this work as this. I'm done trying to force this to be whatever it is and to make everything work around that. It's a little bit like relationships. I mean, I think you have to come to it really authentically and say, look, if this is not what this is, if this is not what I want this to be. I, I I have to then move on to what I want it to mm-hmm. be. And then either I adjust myself or I adjust that. And so I think what she's doing with that is saying that she's like, you know what? It's time for me to do the thing that I've always wanted to do. And and like Suki is great. It's award winning. It's gotten a lot of attention. There are loyal fans. It's not it's not a it's problem. It's not failing. It's not failing. No. But it's not what she wants. But just because something isn't failing doesn't mean it's exactly what you want. Right. And and that's totally okay. Yeah. I love that. Ann Kim, side note, Apple Valley's finest. Word. Yeah. Get the fight song in for you there. I love that. We love um Ann Kim and we love so many you know, Justin Sutherland, also Apple Valley. Craig right. Kaiser, Crybaby Craig's also Apple Valley. <sighs> Shall I continue I don't Stephanie, know. because I, I, I feel could. like there might be like a marching band that busts in any moment. Wouldn't now. that be wonderful? No situation is made worse with a marching band. I'll tell you that right now. You I want know. a definitive statement? You just got That's it. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> another t-shirt <laughs> i'm gonna make you that t-shirt with like a guy with a drum bonk, i love bonk, bonk. a marching band i do too and in fact i'm very excited for that's a very specific thing at the state fair that i love is to go sit at the liney lodge and watch the army band i will tell you that but we're gonna talk about that in a minute we're gonna take a quick break you guys we're gonna come back for the ask stephanie portion of the show so give us a call 651-641-1071 if you want to have us chat and uh give us any recommendations or you know, see what's going on with your end of your summer garden. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 107. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese. I love spending time with you. This is our chance to chat it up. And talk uh, about all the good things and yeah. all the good eats. I know. So I'm going to give you the number, 651-641-1071. I'm like, all of a sudden, I just like, wait, is that the number? I was nodding at you. That is the number. That number is ingrained in my brain. I can remember too. that. And then my childhood phone number, uh, uh, 431-3815. Those are the only numbers that I can, the phone numbers I can remember. Yeah. I don't even barely know my own number. Well, I'm not going to say that one on the radio, though. Uh, Yeah, don't. Well, Hanson has in the past accidentally given out her cell phone sure number she while she's been doing this. 651-641-1071. Give us a call. Give us a call. Love I'm gonna, to hear from you. We're going to check in with the Facebook question of the day, you guys, which was, hey, Dishers, if I give you a million dollars, but you had to start a food business, what would it be? Looks like we have uh, Courtney's up for having a traveling soup truck. So when you are sick, you can order and we'll deliver. What? Courtney, take my money. Courtney. Homemade. None of the stuff from a can. Oh my God! This you better is, get some matzo ball up in there too. Get it, girl! Like, take my money. This is brilliant. I know. And then it could be like, like soup six, six soup something. We'll yeah, come up with something. It's a working title. We're gonna, we're gonna get you. That's your not cash. where it needs to be because the soup isn't gonna make you sick. But no, we'll no, get no, there. No, no, no. Um, it's like but how smart would that be? And you know what would be so wonderful is that idea that you could then order it for a friend. Yeah, you could just have them deliver it. So like, you're just like, hey, go to that house. Yeah, you know, I will say, if you want um, a substitute for that idea right now, that Simples company, I yes. just always am so, so great. impressed with them. And that is like my go-to for ordering for people um, if they've had a baby or something like that. And they're really expanding. So oh, I know. they do soups, they do um, really great frozen pizzas. And then they've expanded to like some chicken, like entree dishes. Yeah. They and, like hot dish. Yes. And they're all freezer friendly. So it, people can order it and yeah. you can have it sitting in the freezer for, for however long. If, you know, if somebody's has a baby and maybe they have like an influx of food, then they have it for down the line and they support regenerative farms. Yeah. They, they want to are- be like the good Schwann's guys. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They want to be Elevated. like the eco friendly, yeah. organically or not organic. Regenerative. Yeah. Regenerative, sustainable version of that and why not they're legit i know simple i gotta have them back on i know they're uh, really great okay a couple other uh things a foreign exchange program but for food you sign up to send grocery items to and locally made food items to someone in another country and they do the same for their country okay, that's pretty i fun. love this donya of course donya um okay this is awesome uh let's see uh, so, uh joanna says i have an amazing idea for the minnesota state fair and then does not give us the idea smart to, joanna hold She's on to that wise, hold on to that put it in your pocket yep. It's okay. Um, and then, oh, I like this one. Kathy is like, I would open a soup kitchen nonprofit with pay what you can pricing and job opportunities for homeless people that want to get back on their feet and opportunities for previously incarcerated individuals who need a job. 
and to create a good reference for future employment. People should have opportunity to try again in life. Love this. Also, All Square is one of those kind of jobs, like one of those places, the grilled cheese shop. Sweet. So this is like, I love that, Kathy. Well done. Uh, We have Sally is on the line. Sally, are you there, Sally? Hi. Yeah. What's going on today? Um, Well, it seemed like such a good idea at the time to have my adult sons and their girlfriends overall. Um, First time all of us together to charcuterie board because it was going to be hot and people all eat different things. And um, um, first time too late to order one when I finally decided. And so I don't even, I'm not really sure where to start. (laughs) You want to build your own charcuterie board? Well, I have to because it's tonight. Because it's tonight. That's good though. That's not a bad problem to have for tonight. Where do you live? Where are you, where is your location? We're in Roseville, Lexington and Larpenter. Okay, great. Okay. Okay, and, and I'm and I live with a foodie, so we're not afraid of stuff. But okay. like, yeah, and the meat and cheese can't be on the same tray because we have cross contamination issues with one. Okay, oh, with some dairy. Oh, that's okay though, because then yep. you could actually, you know, what could be fun is doing multiple boards mm-hmm. and have each board sort of themed. So you could do like your meat board. If I mean, if you can swing over oh. to like Home Goods or something and get like four of the same board, yep. would be really cool. And then you could have oh. one with all of your meats on it and you could do, you know, like prosciuttos and salamis and all these different things and maybe like some smoked fish. Oh. And then you could do another board with all the cheeses. Yep. And then I would do another one with like a whole bunch of fruits and veg yep. together. Do a little hummus in the middle. And then oh, yeah. you could do a fourth board um, even with like olives and yeah. um, vegetables and like little spiced nuts and you could actually put your crackers there too if you wanted crackers to like could a cracker, be there you know the nut. other thing oh, that I, like I, that. I love about um, charcuterie boards I think is to think not just laying it out but think how to raise it up yeah so if you can get like mason jars or like even a small glass and put some of those like tall kind of breadsticks in them mm-hmm. like you know you can get all those fancy little twisty ones that are so fun yeah. because the height makes it look more interesting yeah and i oh. would say if you go to like kowalski's if that's you know kind of close to you yep. like their their cheese section is really spectacular so good and they and they really like well, they'll help you actually they'll just say hey i need to make a board but and, i like the okay. idea of maybe if you can try to find four of the, like for display Four of the same because it just looks like so clean and pretty. And then you wouldn't worry about the cross contamination at all. I get that. Maybe some people can't have dairy or something or pork or whatever you're doing. Yeah, I get that. Oh, that I love it. So then we also had a little moment this morning between two way too old people who shouldn't be having moments about vegetables, asparagus or green beans, because (laughs) we were like going to roast them and then a green thing. And, um, he was saying you can't tell when green beans are done. I'm saying they're cheaper, and I know how much my kids eat. Yeah. So, I, uh, I like a green bean if you just do a quick blanch, you know what I mean, so that they get that yeah, bright yeah. pop of green. Yeah. And then they're, still, then they're still finger food. They're still crunchy little things to eat. I do a garlic um, soy sauce green bean. This has been, like, my standard for years. My husband started making this years ago, Mom. but I just do, um, so I do, like, a mild oil, like, you know, an avocado oil yeah. or whatever in... Um, In the pan, I throw the green beans in. I let the green beans go for maybe like four to five minutes and then add a ton of garlic. Yeah. And then add um, a couple glugs of soy sauce and just like mix it all together. And they're like so addictive. I make this for Thanksgiving, but then I also make it for... I've just made them this summer multiple times yes. too. Yes, and I think I might have that up on my blog so I could I could find the method. But it's that, that it's literally that simple. 
which could oh, be I fun. love that. That, that is. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, well, Sally, good luck. Have fun tonight. You're going to crush it, Sally. You're going to dominate Love these it. charcuterie boards. Okay, we have Angela on the line. Angela, what do you got going on? Hi, I was just thinking when you said a food truck that goes around, a, um, I was thinking of two names. One of them is Wellness to You, and the other one I was thinking would be um, Wellness on Wheels. Wellness on Wheels. Oh, well so that's done, cute because Angela. then you could go beyond soups and you could do you like could smoothies do like, yeah. and stuff like, like that. Like high antioxidant things. All like immunity yeah. boosters. And you could like everything could come with a shot of ginger. Yes. <laughs> oh, it could have wheatgrass growing on the top. Oh my gosh. Oh, definitely. A weed germ and some and juice. Gotta have a juicer. Gotta have a juicer. Yeah, that's a awesome. Good idea. Thanks, Angela. Dishers no are the best. Dishers are really the best. I forget because I haven't I been able to be here. You got to be here. Okay, we have it. Patty on the line. Patty has a comment about or question about tomatoes. Patty, you there? Yes. Oh, actually, you know what? Yes, can, can Patty, can you hold on? We're going to take you right at the beginning of the next hour. Is okay. that cool? Okay, hold on. Hang tight for Patty. Hang tight. We'll be right back, people.